Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you think that the people who marched out of Egypt in the middle of the night, headed for the promised land, were privileged. Do you think they were privileged? Let's think about that for a second. They saw things that no one had ever seen before. They were part of things that no one else was a part of. They witnessed the devastation of the ten plagues upon Egypt. They, Israel saw the Creator God Himself blazing a trail before them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Who else but Israel got to walk through the Red Sea on dry ground with the water heaped up in piles on either side? They heard the very voice of God Himself speak the Ten Commandments. He fed them miraculously in the desert. So I ask again, were they privileged? You better believe they were privileged. And like those Israelites of old, all of us Christians are privileged people. The grace of God has touched each and every one of us. We are people who have received in holy baptism for the forgiveness and adoption in life which God won for us. And like those Israelites, we have the privilege of eating spiritual food again and again. For them it was manna, but for us it is the very body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ given and shed for us. And as many of you would be quick to remind me, you were baptized, married, and confirmed in this very church. Are we privileged? You better believe we're privileged. And so St. Paul, the Apostle, has a warning for us. Those privileged Israelites sinned so grievously against God that he was furious with most of them. God killed every adult Israelite in the wilderness except for Joshua and Caleb. What about us? Will we, will you make it to the promised land? Now, what a sad statement that is. Out of over 600,000 men, 20 years of age and older, who left Egypt, only two got to enter the promised land. Why? The simplest way to put it is, Israel did not take God's law seriously. They certainly did not fear the threats he uh, the threats he attached to those commandments. They took God's grace lightly as well. They did not appreciate how much God loved them. They took for granted everything that he had done or said to them. Many, most Israelites fell away from God and they died in the wilderness and did not make it into the promised land. 
Let that be a warning. It is dangerous and deadly to take God's word too lightly. What sins led to their destruction? Our text lists a bunch. Their appetite for evil things, their sexual desires, their idolatry, and their complaining. Those things overcame them. Paul is thinking of a whole bunch of uh, occasions. He's thinking of the golden calf. He's thinking of the constant desire to go back to Egypt. He's thinking of the mass immorality with the Moabite women and the story of the bronze serpent. Paul is giving us these warning examples from Israel's history to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things. And beloved, we need to take those warnings seriously. I fear that we have become so casual about our Christian lives that we do not take temptation, sin, disobedience, and falling away seriously enough. Remember that list of sins that Paul lists. More and more people are living together today before marriage. Uh, divorce is common, and pornography is readily available in our society, not to mention the LGBT issues. So, do we always take to heart the sixth commandment and to not commit adultery? How often do we put God to the test by grumbling and complaining about every single thing that happens in the church that we don't like? How easy is it for us to be so tired of waiting for Jesus to come again that we live as though he's never going to come again? It's easy to put on a show of Christianity on Sunday, but live like anybody else in the world. If somebody were to look at your life, would they see that you're different from other people in the world? If you're not... Your God has become whatever you put above Jesus. So, no matter how many benefits God showers on you, you should never assume that you have a non-refundable ticket to heaven. The Christian life requires effort, self-denial, self-restraint. Look, the Israelites were as good as baptized. They were a people who were spiritually and literally drenched in the presence of God. God saved them from slavery in Egypt. He baptized them in the Red Sea. He led them in person. He fed them food and gave them fresh water in a place that is only death. And yet, despite the fact that God was right in front of them, they kept giving sidelong side glances at Baal. Despite hearing God's terrible voice calling them to live holy lives, they still took up sexual orgies the moment they had the chance. And despite the loving hand of their loving God all but handing them bread every morning, they complained like spoiled brats and they got what was coming to them. Simply put, if it all could happen to them, it certainly can happen to you. 
If we think that we don't have that weakness, if we think that we're not like those Israelites in the wilderness, that's proof that we're just like them. It's proof that we do have those weaknesses. When we stop being humble and repentant, we stop being children of God. Baptism, the Lord's Supper, the sacraments will not save you if you refuse to live the way that God has called you to. Yes, that applies even to you who are baptized in this church and eat the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ at this altar every week. You're also drenched in the presence of God, just like those Israelites. And so Paul says, be warned, all of you. Let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. But Paul switches. He switches at the end from the unfaithfulness of Israel to the faithfulness of God. Repeatedly in the Old Testament, Israel sinned, and they deserved to be blotted out of existence. But because of his faithfulness to his promises, God forgave them often. Over and over again, he forgave them. And he, so even though an entire generation of Old Testament Israel died with their bodies scattered over the desert, God was faithful and he gave their children the promised land and he eventually brought the promised Savior. Now I've said that the sacraments are not intended to give you a non-refundable ticket to heaven. Just consider baptism for a moment. What does baptizing with water indicates it indicates that the old Adam in us together with together with all sins and evil lusts should be put to death and drowned and that the new man should come forth daily and rise up cleansed and righteous to live forever in God's presence that's your small catechism your baptism indicates that you will begin to live in a manner that's particularly pleasing to God. And that's why Paul says God is faithful. He always keeps his promises. He remembers the covenant that he made with you at your baptism. God claimed you, that you were his child. He was not going to abandon you. He wants you to make it all the way to the promised land. What did God say in the Old Testament lesson? He has no desire for the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from their ways and live. And God will help you along the way to get there. Didn't Jesus teach us to pray, lead us not into temptation? I'm pretty sure he did. And God will give you the strength to resist and to overcome temptation. Your heavenly Father wants you to make it. He has united you to Jesus Christ, your Savior. And Jesus has defeated the devil in the wilderness when he was tempted. And Jesus hung upon a cross so that if you look at him in faith, and if you trust his guiding hand, Christ will see you through to the promised land. Stay close to Jesus because he will strengthen you and he will help you when you are tempted. Now this calls for humility, repentance, and faith. 
Humility is involved because you should never think that you're so super spiritual that you could never fall into that temptation. If you realize that you are being lured away from God into following the devil, the world, or your sinful flesh, you need to repent. You need to turn away from what it, where it is you're going and turn back to God, and you need to ask God for forgiveness and for help to do better. This calls for faith because it means trusting that God, trusting God when he promises to forgive us. It means trusting that God will give you the help, the strength to endure. So this morning, remember the case of Israel. If any of you think that you are strong enough to control the monster of evil inside your own hearts, heaven will be lost to you. What happened to Israel in the wilderness can happen to us. So, when we're tempted to be unfaithful, remember the place that we can go. That's the good news today. We can go to our faithful God. Every time you were forgiven, that was your faithful God forgiving you. Every time you did what was right, that was our faithful God who gave you the power. Every time you resisted temptation, our faithful God provided you with the way out. He sent his son, Jesus, to be the Passover lamb for you so that you could be delivered from your bondage to sin and Satan and death. God provides you with the sacraments, not to be a non-refundable ticket to heaven. No, he gives you the sacraments to create and nourish and strengthen the spiritual life that you have so that you can be strong and fight temptation and keep the faith. God is faithful. Ask him for help today to stay close to Jesus and to not fall into temptation. And he will always create a way for you to endure. God is faithful. And this faithful God will never let trouble come into your life without giving you some way to get through it. If you've sinned, come back. You can always come back. And when we've slipped and, fall, and have fallen, this faithful God offers us the blood of his Son that cleanses us from all sin and, he, and the strength to get up and to endure. May that peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.